What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LSC Podcast. My name's Harrison Gilming, Worship Arts Director here. Hey, this is Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church, Huntersville. Today, we are going to interview our quote-unquote head elder for the Lake Forest family of churches and Huntersville, uh, who's been serving in that role this year, about why we're, we are an elder-led church and what, what is the role of elder? It's, it's kind of behind the scenes. You see the pastors and other ministers on Sunday conducting worship. And so we, we want to pull back that curtain a little bit because it's very important to us to, uh, to be an elder-led church because we think that's a biblical model for a church. Uh, so we'll introduce you to our head elder in just a moment. But before that, Harrison, we, were, we thought it would be good to offer to you guys— um, sort of Lake Forest insiders to be sure you get a date on your calendar. We got a party coming up in October. <laughs> we are celebrating a, a pretty uh, cool milestone for Lake Forest Church, the 25th anniversary of Lake Forest Church beginning since way back in the early days in a skating rink and a disco ball and grunge and, rock that's and right. all kinds of things going on. We are going to celebrate our 25th anniversary on the weekend of October 21st and 22nd this fall. Uh, the literal first Sunday morning worship was October 18th. Uh, so we're going to do it the Sunday most adjacent to that, which is the 22nd. We're going to have a birthday party for Lake Forest all day Saturday, October 21st. We would like for you to have this on your calendar. It'll be a whole lot of fun. Goofy stuff, food, bounce houses, uh, maybe a pastor in a dunking booth. I, right. I'm not sure. We, the staff hasn't voted on that yet. Um, but most importantly, we're going to not receive a birthday present. We're going to give a birthday present. Uh, we're going to have folks sign up in, for uh, shifts, and we are going to prepare 100,000 uh, pre-made meals that will go to Haiti. Uh, as our birthday gift uh, to God's mission in this world, to people who are hungry for food and hungry for God, so that so we, and, and then nice. Sunday, October twenty second, will be our worship service where we celebrate and we're going to look ahead as much as anything. We're not just going to tell stories about year one. <coughs> so we we don't need to talk anymore about that. But we really would like for everyone who calls Lake Forest home to put that on your calendar. And unless you or your child or your grandchild are getting married this that weekend and you have to be out of town, uh, we, we really want everyone who calls Lake Forest home here. Yeah, you are officially invited to the party. And if you're in town, we, will, we, will be, we would be sad like if we invited you to our Super Bowl party and you just bailed on us. I, so feel you should I'd come. I'd feel hurt. I personally, I'd, or, yeah. <laughs> and like a dork. I'd, I'd feel equal amounts. That's yeah. right. Who's going to eat all this cake? Now I, now me, you, and I would have to. And that would be gonna terrible. I'm going to get fatter. And, yeah. So that's three bad yeah. outcomes we really if you need, don't come to my we Super We really Bowl need party. you to come be part of this with us. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one more thing we wanted to get to also before we bring our special guest in here. Mike, you were just telling me uh, a little bit about this right before we hit record. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are... We are a church family with church family members all over the place, and we've mentioned about a hundred times in the history of the 129 episodes of this podcast that we are currently on that Lake Forest, from the very beginning, all the way back 25 almost years ago, mm-hmm. 
has been uh, a church that's been about multiplying itself and not just being content to Planting be in one churches, spot. Planting churches, a primary way that we live out the Great Commission as a church body, not me, not our elders, all of us. Of course, we're about the Great Commission every day, making more and better disciples in our own families and homes, among our friends and co-workers and with ourselves, allowing ourselves to be discipled, putting ourselves in disciple-making environments. So we're about that Great Commission all day, every day is our mission, but The story of the Great Commission through the ages and the growth of the church has been planting new churches. Because when Jesus said, uh, go and make disciples of every nation, teaching them to obey all that I've taught you and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Baptism and the teaching ministry belong to the church. The, The way that the first disciples played that out was they started churches all over the place, which then are disciple making, teaching and baptizing uh, families. And so the, 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 the way that we collectively through our giving and our organization uh, express the Great Commission outside of Lake Forest is church planting and our world mission investments, but also regionally. So all that to say, just yesterday, we sent out an invite to anyone who has ever visited our church and is in our database in the uh, Concord West Cabarrus County, Northeast Met County outside of 485, mm-hmm. maybe a couple of area, other areas over there. We sent an invite to an interest meeting Sunday night, June 25th, that we were praying about that area might be our next Lake Forest Church plant. And inviting folks who might have an interest or might have friends in that area in being part of the group who founds a church, which is a profound thing to be part of founding a church. Um, there's a, there's just a joy and a contentment and a life satisfaction in that. So we're going to have a, a meeting Sunday, June 25th at the restaurant of Dear Ministry Partners here, Katie and Bob Van Anna. They own Table 11, mm-hmm. which they opened right before the pandemic. It's a great restaurant. You, you know the cool, have you ever, you and Emily ever on your like day off gone and poked around old downtown Concord? We've been down there a few times over the years. Yeah, we've landed there sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes on accident. One time we were driving through Concord and saw a mysterious sign on the side of the road that said "Hot Dog Sale" with this arrow pointing towards downtown. So we've been curious about that for years, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a cute <laughs> little area. I it wish is, Huntersville had a substantial, <laughs> a cute old downtown. And there's restaurants there. Uh, you know. Go to table 11. Mm. All that to say, uh, just pray about that. Speaking of things in the future, moving forward, what God's doing in our church, either there or another location will be our next Lake Forest Church plant. And we just threw out these invites, uh, and we're gonna, I'm going to show up and listen to them. What's the, uh, for example, what's the, what are the strengths of churches in, in sort of West Cabarrus County? What, where are areas of need or, or um, uh, where are there holes in, in the overall witness of the body of Christ there? And is, is there room or need for a, a church with the unique personality and gifts of Lake Forest there? Of course, this is Charlotte, North Carolina, where every county is growing, which means there are new souls moving in who need spiritual direction. So there's a need for new churches in every corner of our county and our metro region. But just if you guys would pray about that, and if you know anyone in that region, um, we're going to start pushing that out on social media. We're not going to jump up and down about it too much, but be sure that you invite a friend 
who may be interested in that. It's always cool the amount of life that it even brings to us here as we prepare for that. Just the excitement of being mm-hmm. a part of uh, the church that gets to plant a church is a pretty cool yeah. feeling and just uh, kind of like a another another feeling of things are uh, are alive here and we can just sense the, the spirit moving, which is really Speaking cool. Speaking of that, Harrison, we're overdue to show some more baby pictures. The way that you have joy as a parent church is you show baby pictures mm-hmm. because you did that. And this is your child and it's delightful to watch them start walking or whatever. So we're a little overdue to show some baby pictures of our three most recent family churches. We do need to do that. We'll get it. We'll, we'll, we'll start making that happen. Um, okay. We are an elder led church. The, the, I, I, I've said this frequently. I've probably said it on the podcast. I will actually argue with other pastors in other denominations more vehemently ab- about the, the solid biblical basis of, the church being led by a plurality of elders, not a singularity of pastor. I'll argue that more vehemently, the biblical nature uh, basis for our polity. That's just how the church is organized. That's the word for that. Um, and it's rootedness in the New Testament practices. I'll argue more strongly about that than I will our, our reformed theology with someone else. I'm like, ah, you know, we're good on theology. You can read the Bible different ways. I got mine. I got, you got yours. Uh, but... We really believe in being an elder-led church. Often, uh, the book of Acts, as Paul and Barnabas go through and uh, spread the gospel in various towns and cities throughout the Roman Empire, uh, and it says disciples are made, and then it says they would strengthen the church and appoint elders. Plurality. So the Holy Spirit, the Spirit leads uh, uh, the church uh, and reveals the Spirit's will for the church through pla- when there's unity among a plurality of elders. Uh, I experienced that last night. We had an elder meeting till late last night, interviewing our newest elder nominees, and this is why this is fresh on the mind, Harrison. Very soon, the congregation will be presented with our newest nominees for the role of elder to begin serving uh, starting in August. And so, without further ado, we introduce to you um, and invite in on the podcast our current head elder, which the Presbyterian word for that is clerk, uh, but it means head elder, um, Chad Lacey. Well, hey, everybody. Hey, Mike. Hey, Chad. Good to see you this morning. Um, I- I've been spending more time with you than my wife the last three days. Uh, I-, I don't know what that means. I, I, don't, I don't know if we want to <laughs> open with up that can of all of the elders, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, Sunday afternoon, I-, I, jetted, I did something I don't like to do. I jetted out the back door after we finished the second worship service because we were interviewing three new elder n- nominees for new elder. Uh, we were doing that at Westlake, and then last night we interviewed three more here on our campus of Huntersville. Maybe some of the more beautiful work we as elders do is just discerning who are, is God calling to be new elders for the new leg of the journey that is Lake Forest. So, but that takes a lot of time to do it right. It does. And it's always a beautiful, um, just not just the picture, but watching people go through that transition because almost everybody comes to it very humbly. Right. And they're like, I don't I don't know if I'm called to be an elder, but I'm called to be something. I've got this push, and watching them kind of walk through that and, mm-hmm. and see, like, 
look, we all see it. We're just waiting for you to get there, right? <laughs> well, we want to pull back the curtain and talk about what an elder does and doesn't do. But but you since you started there, Chad, you um, you uh, you became a Christian in our Welcome One Hundred One class years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember that well. You and Nikki were were. Uh, you're married, you're founding your family, know that you're settling here in Hunt, the Huntersville area. Um, I watched you grow, take off and grow as a follower of Jesus, and you and Nikki together, and, and especially for you through Missio Day engagement on our mission trips. You, In fact, you were on the panel at the men's breakfast Saturday morning <laughs> about right. that. You, you're very eloquent for a tech guy. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm, you. I'm a tech guy that's in sales and marketing, so I think that goes hand in hand. Okay, <laughs> okay, that that makes perfect sense. What? When did Elder first... Either someone else spoke, hey, Chad, maybe I see that this is the role in the body of Christ for you. It's not a role for everyone to aspire to. The Holy yeah. Spirit gives different spiritual gifts and roles to help the rest of the body of Christ be healthy. And to a few, he gives elder. When did that idea first come to you? So it's it's not like this lightning bolt moment of, wow, you know, this is what I need to go do. Um, it was a lot of conversations over time. It was... It was um, it, it was a process, right? It was a trip that I was walking down with God and having people in my life that were lighting some things up. Hmm. Um, it, obviously, I, I started getting more and more involved in things in the church with, through men's ministry, through community group, going on mission trips. All those kind of things were kind of building. Um, one of the first conversations I remember having, you and I used to be part of a, of a, of a community uh, like Lake Norman community called Help. Oh, that's right. If you remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it, through in meeting with lots of other churches and community leaders um, and trying to About solve... About very practical needs yeah. in, in the Lake Norman community, particularly for communities who had been disadvantaged in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you had asked, had asked me to be part of that. Um, and, and in those conversations, I remember after several meetings, I remember leaving one of the churches, I can't remember which church it was, but we were walking out just having some conversations, and you kind of looked at me, and you, you were like, I could see you being an elder one day. Oh, wow. And she's like, I'm just, so not to put any pressure on it, but just putting that on your heart, something for you to think of. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't really know what that means. Hmm. Um, Aaron and- Gibson said something. Uh, the, the topic of spiritual gifts came up in a conversation. We were in a staff setting, or maybe elders. And Aaron Gibson, the pastor of Westlake, said, the number one way we discover spiritual gifts is being in community with other mm-hmm. believers, and they speak it to us. Mm-hmm. Hey, I see <laughs> when you do this in the as part of the body of Christ, I see the Lord does this through you. That's the number one way of gift discovery, and that's a good example there, Chad. Yeah. So in, in that... That put me on a different path, maybe more inquisitive. Like, well, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I don't. I'm not just going to sign up for it. I need. To, I need to know what I'm getting into. I was fortunate enough that probably six or eight months later, um, um, uh, a couple people here, um, Rusty Andrews and, and some others, I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly, put on this class of the Westminster Confessionals, ah. and I knew that was something that was important. Mm-hmm. Right, I'd heard it talked about. Um, and I was like, okay, I need to go study this. I need to be be a part of that. Um, and and I remember it, it was such a great class, and really struggling with a lot of of um, 
conventions of the faith, Reformation, um, mm-hmm. just you know, just the theology behind Presbyterianism, things I hadn't really thought of as a. As a mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't say I was a new believer still, but still felt no. infant in my walk, right? Um, and so this was really good for me to to start wrapping my head around what what. And to, to our discredit, we don't uh, we don't offer enough uh, theological formation as we should for the size and age church we are. Yeah. And so it's neat that you were hungry for that and you grabbed it one of the times we did it. We're about to begin offering that a larger version of that class starting next year. Right. right. Uh, so this is really helpful to hear that that class helped you come alive. Yeah. And I remember distinctly myself and uh, Corinne Kologi were both in there oh. and we were both discerning what this, what really? all this, what this meant and thought that this was the right step for us to figure out what this meant. We had lots of conversations about that. <laughs> nice. Um, and, and really the next step was, um, uh, Algae being one of the elders here was helping lead our uh, elder elder search elder team. search team, mm-hmm. and he asked me to be a part of it. Um, and he again, he's like, "Look, I, this is kind of one of my process. If I feel like somebody might be called to an elder, I think it's good for them to be on the search team to see what that mm. process is like." And the search team. So once a year, uh, it, for those of you, and since you listen to the podcast, you pay attention. You probably actually at least read headlines in the e-note. Uh, we'll call for, hey, uh, are there nominations? Is there someone that you think might potentially be called to be an elder, and would you nominate their name? The elder search team then takes those names right. and engages in, it used to be a, a couple-month-long process. Now it's a year-long process of discerning them and us, are you potentially called? So you sat on that elder search team, which is where you really learn. You have to, first of all, the team learns what is an elder <laughs> yeah. uh, before then you can discern, are these nominees elders or not? Correct. Yeah. And so that was really enlightening. Um, and also preparing myself for, um, you know, the questions, the inspection, like it's, it's, I don't, it's not, it, it's not a horrible process. It's really introspective, um, but there's you have to be very very honest with yourself and with the people you're talking about of where you are with your with your faith where you are with your walk where is God calling you how do you know like how are you sensing all this so a year or two after you were on the elder search team you then were nominated right you went through the process and it came up to the precipice of the interview with the elders like we just did last night with yep. three candidates over our little subway sandwiches um <laughs> And what what was critical for you in discerning for yourself that call? And what did you hear through the search process about yourself? Um, just give us a couple of highlights there. Um, yeah, there was there was a there was a lot of maturity that was happening in, in a rapid pace at that time for me. Um, right. So, you know, at this point now, I've, I've got a I've got a young family. I'm really involved in the church. Like I'm, I'm running our light boards on, mm-hmm, on right. Sunday. Uh, I'm involved in men's ministry and in the leadership there. I've got a community group that I'm running. Uh, I'm You're doing, building a career. Yeah, I'm just still you, working. Were you working for Microsoft <laughs> at that point, or had you already moved to Amazon? I was working for Microsoft at that point. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's super, super busy. Um, and one of the concerns I heard loud and clear from the search team and the elders was, what are you going to take off your plate? I remember this now, Chad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, look, you're you're involved. You're great. And you we, took something big and precious to you here off I your did. plate. I did. It was hard. 
It was what not was something that? I, it was running the lights yeah. on Sunday. You loved that. I did. <laughs> I was I was the original lighting guy here back at the back at the Y. When we got and then when we got our new toys here in the worship center, you were the you were riding uh you were cowboy yeah. uh in the saddle on that. Yeah. I mean I, I felt like I had grown that little piece of ministry. Yeah. Um and and you know had had garnered some uh some great collaboration with the creative team with the worship team, mm-hmm. a lot of trust of, you know, we don't need to hang over Chad's shoulder. We know he's going to do something great. Um, and that was hard to give up because it was a little little sense of pride for me on Sunday. It, However, it made room for other people to right. find a serving role that, that felt as significant to them as it had to you. Yeah. Like, this is really serving a lot of people. And it's neat, uh, even these years later, to think <laughs> of the names and faces who, who do that so capably but with a lot of commitment. Um, in anything else, as, as you kind of got over the hump into us discerning and you discerning, I'm called to be an elder. Yeah, I mean, again, so for the maturity, um, I was <laughs> probably the one that was really significant. Uh, and, and we joke about this. We almost joke about it every Sunday. Um, I was very active on Facebook at the time. Okay. But, um, and, and probably not in, in the best Christian ways. And that was a concern for a lot of folks of like, look, if you're going to step up to a leadership position, understand that people are going to look at you a little different. Hmm. Um, you're no longer just Chad. You're going to be Chad, the elder of Lake Forest. Um, and so what does that mean to you? Um, and so they weren't leading me. It wasn't the, okay. hey, you got to knock this off. Okay. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. And, and I said, look, I love this church. I love where this church has brought me. I've learned so much being in this. The last thing I ever want to do is being a stumbling block for somebody else to experience what I've experienced. Hmm. And so if that, thank you for bringing it to my attention, if that's causing somebody else to maybe take pause, then I need to knock it off. Wow. And I saw everybody's like, that's what we wanted to hear. We weren't going to tell you that, but that's what we wanted to hear. (laughs) Chad, this is a neat example of one of the reasons you were qualified to become an elder, uh, humility and a desire to keep growing. But any ministry role that we use our spiritual gifts or our servanthood time, everything that everyone does to serve in their church is not always dead center on their spiritual gifts. Sometimes it's just change the diapers <laughs> for a baby so that young parents can go hold hands in a worship service and not hear a screaming baby for one hour. Um, uh, but... What you, what you just said shows that one a deep philosophy here is that when we do serve in any way in to help others in our church or you, and or use our spiritual gifts, it's it's not just that we're serving; it's for our own sanctification mm-hmm. and becoming more Christ-like. And so, in that way, I've always hoped that the spouses of elders, Nikki in this case, would be like, okay. My my husband is at a bunch of elder meetings, and sometimes it takes some uh, a chunk out of his behind because there's some important things to deal with. But net net, he's more like Jesus uh, because he that decision alone, number one, and then just because we're iron sharpening iron with one another, uh, I, I hope that uh, that it's visible that we're all becoming more like Christ as we serve year after year. Let's totally switch gears. What okay. does an elder do or not do? <laughs> what, what, what might be some misperceptions about 
elders of Lake Forest Church. Yeah, I think that's a distinction because I don't know what it means to be an elder or deacon or something else at another church. I can only speak to what we do. Here Same at Lake here. Forest. This is my only experience of yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, the first thing I tell everybody is was what we're not. What we what we aren't is a corporate board, um, and we're not uh, we're not a handpicked selection of people that are all good friends with Mike Moses that are here just to do his bidding, <laughs> right? Um, it, and the process is I very... work on that after they <laughs> yeah, become right. an elder. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. right. <laughs> but the process is really good and clear, it, and, and we're also all not just alike. Like, we all have That's different true. spiritual gifts that come. We all have different perspectives. We have we've have our own lives and, and, you know, our own filters that we see the world with, good or bad, um, and, and that's what the beauty of, of the elder session is, is that you get a group of people who the number one com- connecting tissue is that we all love Jesus, hmm. okay? Um, and we all want more people to experience the love that we've experienced from Jesus. Um, that's the main connective tissue, hmm. Right. And so, but what the beautiful thing is, and I've seen it so many times when we come to, to big decisions where, you know, I know what we're going to talk about. I, are, I already know what the answer is. And then I hear from the other points of view, and I was like, I didn't even think about that. I haven't seen that. Um, and it makes me take pause. Um, and it's that collective discerning of the mind of Christ, which is so beautiful. Hmm. Um, so it's not a, it's not a political battle place. It's not a place where, um, I'm representing this church and you're representing that church and, you know, we're going to come to the meeting and fight it out. It's never that. We, one of our principles, we might say, is this isn't even written. Uh, it, well, it probably is somewhere now, but is we almost never make any decision final without unity mm-hmm. of the elders. Not necessarily unanimity. Right. Uh, but we rarely are okay with, okay, we're just going to take a vote. And if it's six to three, five to four, that's just what we're going to do. Let's move on to the next item. It, it, we almost always seek to get to a point where it, we, we clearly have a a majority mind in the Mm -hmm. room that seeking the mind of Christ and to the point where the others who are like, I don't, I don't see that. If this were my call alone, I would do something else. But we, we have a way of getting to a point where they, we always want them to say, but I trust you all. I trust your judgment. I trust your calling as an elder. I trust the spirit in the room. <laughs> and so I'm good with this. Yeah. Uh, I may not vote for it or I may abstain, right. but I'm good with this. At the rare occasions when we don't, I remember one was, are we going to apply for the PPP funds? <laughs> We, we were almost evenly divided. The elders were, the ruling elders. Uh, the pastors were kind of of one mind. And um, we got to that vote, and we just said, y'all, we're every, it's very clear where we all stand, and more talking about it's not going to, more information is not going to change us. Can we just all agree, this is not an essentials of our faith decision. We're just going to vote, and we're going to go with the numbers. We'll go one way, yes or no. And we're cool with that. Yeah. And d- d- do I remember that? Were you on session? I wasn't there for that vote. Yeah. Um, and we were totally cool with it. Yeah. Um, so, with the way that that and, went. And, and I'll add, I, it, it also goes the other way, is that there's so much trust amongst the elders that 
if there's nine of us that are sitting around voting, if there's one person who we can see who's just really, really not comfortable, mm-hmm. that gives us all pause. We did that last night yeah. for like, some amount of time. Like, look, we've got to pause and help you, give you some time to get some words around it. And help us understand, yeah. yeah. Now, if it's just a, look, I just don't, I just disagree, but I trust you, that's that's that trust them mm-hmm. coming our way, or not our way, but a way. Yeah. Um, but that trust often goes back of like, okay, I don't, I can see you're really struggling with this. Yeah. So we're going to pause. External <laughs> to Lake Forest, to other pastors and elders, I refer to this as the dance of mutual submission in Ephesians 5.21 that Paul calls all Christians to have toward one another, and particularly husbands and wives. A marriage works best when there's a dance of mutual submission to one another's best interest and the Holy Spirit in both of them. Because you're the two become one in marriage, if you're Christians— the, you don't really know the leading of the Holy Spirit for your life until you are in unity with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, is something that I often, you know, teach about marriage. But uh, and uh, and that's very true in that dance of mutual submission, pastors and elders to one another on an elder team. We when we started, I did say I, I did say, and in writing, our elders, our goal is to be. Not a, a decision-making board, but a relational community of spiritual leaders at the head of the church. And so one of the things that that has cost you and me through the years <laughs> is we meet three times a month. <laughs> because you can't be a community, a spiritual community, unless we're meeting often enough to be like, Chad, how'd that thing go at work? You know, or Stephanie, you know, how's that thing going that we prayed for for your daughter? Um, uh and meeting three times a month means we can be nimble and still agile in our decision-making uh, quickly, and we don't have to bring up a big issue in one meeting and decide it at the same I- meeting. That's when people feel manipulated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so those have been some, some special sauce of ours. And we continue—I mean, we're a 25-year-old church with elders meeting three times a month. My pastor friends look at me like, I have lost my mind when I tell them. They're like, how long have you been doing that? 20 years. So I'm sorry my sermons aren't better than they are. But, the elders but our elders are healthy. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we meet yeah. regularly. We also, two of those three meetings are morning meetings so that they can't stretch on for everybody. Everybody's got to get up and go to work. So the meeting can't stretch for four hours. And it means we're stealing time from ourselves, not our family. Yeah. So that relational part, what I often talk to people who are considering being an elder also is is um, the session is kind of like its own special little community group. Like if you That get, is well said, yes. That's if, true. I've never thought of it that way. If you've been in your own community groups, you know, you may you may do a Bible study, but you spend a lot of time eating together, um, talking about what's going on in your lives, how's work, what's going on with the kids. We do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's our own little special community group of we spend a lot of time talking about them when we talk about what's going on at work it's what's going on in the church what amazing things have you seen mm-hmm. what are the god stories and just sharing that because there's so much going on at, at lake forest corporate you know whether it's west lake here u city el buen there's so much going on it's Looking hard for all of to us to see church. all of it no we can't and and us sharing all these stories you're like man isn't this awesome isn't yeah. this great? We've had to cut back on God's story time in our elder <laughs> agenda because it was taking up too much time. I wanted to hear everything at Westlake or El Buen or U City, and we just can't do it. 
we can't handle it all. We we, we kind of anticipated <laughs> you adding a fourth meeting just to do God search. We're like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> That's a great idea, Chad. I'm going to think about that this summer uh, for the new elder schedule in the fall, which you won't have to do because you're rolling off. Um, Chad, if we could... Uh, switch. Um, I don't want to imply that we think our elder culture is perfect uh, or that it's always easy or we always get it right. We're, we're a church uh, uh, who loves Jesus and we worship someone who's perfect, but we are not. We've had our moments where uh, when you look at Paul and Barnabas in the book of Acts, they were great partners in ministry as elders, pastors of the church in Antioch being sent out together. But they came to a point of impasse with one another, and they didn't hate each other. No one had fallen into grave sin, but they went. They needed to go their separate ways. We've had that occur um, uh, once in a very great while, not often at all. Um, so we're, we're, a, we're, we're not some perfect—we don't claim to be— and and we know we're not. I'm not winking. Yeah, but we really we are perfect. No, not like I'm very humbly aware of our own ability, my own ability to misstep uh, and mislead. Which is a the most important protection is we are led by the plurality of elders and pastors, and we trust that the Holy Spirit is going to lead through the collective discernment of the mind of Christ. Right. And every now and then there'll be one or two who. Uh, only in very rare instances, one or two have just said, "I'm not in step with with that what you all have discerned." And and you know what? That hasn't been the end of the world either. The church is not about any one of us. It's certainly not about me. Um, uh, so let's transition to what does an elder do? Would you share the our definition of an elder and just enlighten us a little bit about those things? And then we'll. Um, uh, and then anyone who has more questions about the role of elder at Lake Forest can certainly reach out to us. Yeah, so anytime we start talking to someone who, who's considering about being an elder, one of the first things that comes out is, is our acronym GOES. Um, G is, is an elder is a guardian. Uh, o is, is um, a, an elder is an observer. Overseer. Overseer, sorry. Mm-hmm. I should have known that. Yeah, they're an overseer. Uh, e is an example, and S is a shepherd, mm-hmm. right? Those are the four main functions of, of an elder of Lake Forest, whether it's a teaching elder or a ruling elder. Um, and, and, you know, everybody, we actually talked about this last night, like which ones do you feel like you're the strongest in and which ones do you feel like you're the weakest in? Mm-hmm. So it's not that you're perfect in all four of them, um, but everybody will exhibit all four of them to some degree, mm-hmm. right? Which uh, do you feel like you're strongest and weakest at of those four <laughs> roles or hats of an elder yeah uh so my perception obviously i found out last night my perception was different than everybody else's perception of me you were an outlier (laughs) yeah um i always feel like i i am strong on the guardian side Mm -hmm. like i'm very protective of of our church little c church and the big c church Mm -hmm. um and and i'm protective of the people who are coming here to authentically try to find a relationship with Jesus and making sure that, that the space is safe for them to come in here and do that wherever they are at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm super protective of anybody that's going to try to come in and, and disrupt that. Mm-hmm. Right. Physically, spiritually, emotionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's probably my go-to out of, out of the mm-hmm. four. 
this, this is probably just some of my own hangups where I feel the weakest is just being the example. That's, you know, it, when you first start going down this path of discerning if you're being called to elder, there's, um, there's Bible passages that are put out to you. Here, here's what an elder is. There's a bunch of them. And boy, do they paint this picture of perfect people. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm certainly not that. Um, and I don't I, read those every week for my <laughs> quiet time, or I would start yeah. the week uh, feeling defeated. Yeah, why am I doing this? What so if this? Someone else should have the title lead pastor of Lake Forest Church. <laughs> right, right. Um, and so those weigh heavy on me. I mean, those are a constant reminder of, hey, Chad, you aren't living up to that example. Um, and it's a weight that I put on my own own shoulders of knowing, you know, where I'm falling short. Um, but it's it's also part of. I feel like that's Jesus still sanctifying me, still cleansing me, um, still calling me to, to closer to him, which is perfect. And if I'm going to get closer to him, then I've got to continue to work on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, like I said, it's, it's the pressure I put on myself, but I'm just like, man, if somebody's looking into me as an example, or I, I hope, I hope they've got a second mentor to help steer them back on path. <laughs> so, so an elder goes, guards, oversees, exemplifies, and shepherds. Yeah. The guard is for right doctrine and right practice in the church. Um, the oversee, as, as we became a larger church, I had to get the elders' fingers out of all the managerial. Right. You know, because of my lack of administrative capabilities and operational gifts and talents, the elders were of necessity very involved in 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 running things and day-to-day decisions. Yeah. As we grew larger and had staff to do that, the, now the elders predominantly oversee by uh, supervising me and the pastors who then supervise the church who do everything, and, and we have great accountability up to the elders in that oversight. I think these days the oversight role of the elders – is our theme for this year and next year is we are overseeing the um, uh, the structural model of us as a family of churches. What needs to be adjusted for more effective disciple making at all of our churches and for the the eventuality of more churches. So how are we organized missionally, not just business, but but for mission? in a way that's most effective for the church we're called to be tomorrow, not the church we were three years ago when Lake Forest Davidson was with us. That's an example of the oversight work the elders do. I love that kind of work, by the way. Yeah. I love working on the enterprise of it, yeah. uh, how it can find. And then examples, you you handled that well. And then shepherding, um, we uh, nobody becomes an elder at Lake Forest without us having observed how the Lord uses them to shepherd one or more people here right. already. This is the opposite of a church where we look for people who've succeeded in business is sort of the classic thing. And, well, hey, come here. You have to have succeeded at shepherding people. We're not. That's that's the first criteria, uh, and we see that. Uh, and then, you know, other strengths and weaknesses come into play. And so what we want when someone becomes an elder is mostly for them to stay in the pocket of Lake Forest where they're already shepherding. Yeah. Um, because so, uh, uh, if Jay Sauce had had to quit leading women's Bible studies when she became elder, our whole women's ministry, half of our women's ministry would have gone away. Yeah. No, 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 we want you doing that. 
Um, and then shepherding, what, how would you say, what is that function of shepherding through all of our meetings and agenda and decisions? What's the shepherding overlay on that as you experience it? And we'll close with this. So, I mean, it, it takes so many different forms because as you said, you, you don't, you don't come to this role if you haven't already been plugged in. Right. And so it's, it's shepherding all these other things. You can't just rely that, that the pastoral staff is plugged in everywhere that Lake Forest is plugged in. Um, so it's shepherding all these different ministries that are going on all over the place. And then and another thing that I, that I tell new elders when they're considering this is, um, you know, you got to think of yourself from a shepherding standpoint as a potential pinch hitter. If there's a need and the pastors are busy, mm-hmm. the next line is the elders. Hey, mm-hmm. somebody is sick in the hospital. Can you go down there and talk to them? Mm-hmm. We, hey, you know, somebody, whatever the need is. Mm-hmm. The pastors are busy. The elders are the next step. So you gotta you gotta be pre- kind of prepared to step in into that space as well. In fact, we just uh, we never thought of this because we've been such a young person's church. We all were young when we started it. It's caught caught up to us that we're very intergenerational, and we have a number of older adults who are precious ministry partners, some of whom have not come back in person since the pandemic because of congenital, in one case I'm thinking of a ministry partner I met with about something else, congenital heart issues. It's not safe for them to be in crowds. And yeah. so they're they're now worshiping at home faithfully. And we're just now offering whenever we do communion on Sunday morning, if any folks who are worshiping at home of necessity would like for an elder to come serve communion at their home, we are now offering that. Like, that's an example of traditional church has done that really well and known that that's a just a way to just love on people in every station of life. We're catch, that's an example of something we're catching up to yeah. in the shepherding function. Chad, thank you for all your service through the years as an elder. Thank you for your, your term of these last three, three years, which will come to an end at our elder retreat in August. Uh, I, I've loved partnering with you as our, uh, again, lead elder, which the Presbyterian language for that is clerk of session. Um, but thank you, brother. No, it's, 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 it's been such a pleasure. Um, and, and I, and I don't say that flippantly. It, it's, you know, there's a lot of hard stuff we have to deal with sometimes. Um, but the pleasure in it is that you, we always end up seeing where the Lord's showing up, where the Holy Spirit's moving. Um, and that's the, the joy in doing this work mm-hmm. alongside you. And it's why we call baptism and new ministry partner Sundays payday. That's right. I hope you felt that on Sunday. <laughs> yes. It was beautiful. Well, um, enjoy as you roll off active elder. You st- you're still an el- Once an elder, always an elder. We ordain them. Uh, and so he'll still be in service in other ways. But enjoy now having a little more time to fly your plane, uh, uh, run your nonprofit, and, uh, which is your Missio Day and magnet fish. <laughs> Great to be with you, Chad. Thanks.